why do you need to wreck this money? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it and I changed my mind. Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out if you want to go over to thehate.com. Hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. You What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone D people's dynasty podcast and on today's show it is going to be me talking about the news talking about some players that have been popping off and and doing okay um it is going to be a solo show couldn't get a co-host in time i didn't want to stall the show out i did want it to deliver uh i asked for your forgiveness on a a day of tardiness while i tried to hunt down a co-host but here's the funny thing a lot of people don't want to jump on and do a podcast when it's in the middle of football season and the one night they may have free, they may actually have things going on. Uh, speaking of the schedule, on Friday, our boy Dallas from the Rookie Rundown will be here to give you that first quarter. See, it used to be when the league was a 16-game schedule, you could do quarterly analysis. You know, here's the first four, second four, third four, fourth four, et cetera. But now we have this damn 17th game, but that's not going to stop us from doing quarterly type stuff. And Dallas has done a quarterly rookie report card for you. I'm going to drop that on Friday. Uh, Due to some vacations and some schedules, it feels like everybody's got fall break or their family's traveling. Uh, I know I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks. So don't know that we'll have a DFS show this week. I have reached out to good old Dr. Kyle. That's right, my former co-host of The Fabulous Big Bet. He, uh, he, he told me whether or not he attends a concert tomorrow night. He may or may not be able to record a show. I'm going to try to go old school, maybe do a little prop cast for you for Saturday in place of the DFS show. And while I'm at it, I just may go ahead and do Kyle's waiver wire sniping a day early for you because Kyle is traveling as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up from the DWZ. Uh, please be sure to leave those five-star reviews everywhere. I will do the smaller pods on YouTube. Uh, I know the Waiver Wire show will be a YouTube on Saturday, and then eventually I'll launch it for a Sunday podcast. So a lot going on. But again, leave us a five-star review if you're listening to this in the car, uh, at work, in your backyard, mowing the yard, raking leaves. If the leaves have started to fall in your area, just hit pause. This is your chance to take a break, unless you're driving. Of course, pull off the road. But hit pause, go in, leave us a review. You can just leave five stars and go right back to what you're doing. If you want to leave some nice comments, that would be fine. If you want to leave us things that you would like to hear, 
that would be fine. If you want to leave things that you don't like, that's fine. Leave us five stars, a little something for the effort, and then the comments are how we get better. Uh, head over to YouTube, subscribe, and don't forget to thumbs up and like a video or three or all of them. And what else are you going to do? You know, you can cruise around, you, you can get some dynasty advice, you can get some redraft advice, and uh, you can help all of us out here at the DWZ. So be sure to search Dynasty Warzone everywhere, including TikTok. Haven't been on there yet. I got to post something soon, but uh, TikTok, even an old TikTok, Instagram, Dynasty Warzone, Twitter, at Dynasty Warzone. If you need to email the show, Dynasty Warzone at Gmail and at, uh, on TikTok at Dynasty Warzone. Give us a follow everywhere you can. So I have uh, scoured these Twitter streets. Um, I'm not going to make uh, an example out of someone that I was interacting with over Traylon Burks over the weekend. Didn't really see anything over the weekend that I thought was too egregious. I thought one person, I don't remember who it was, was a little disingenuous with a Rashad Penny tweet. They said that in his last six games, Rashad Penny had had some exorbitant, you know, just a crazy stat. Uh, I think it was like 140 yards rushing. But of course, we had to go back to the last two games of last year because that's the only way to say that he's had one good game all year. Uh, the first three games of the year have been a flop for Mr. Rashad Penny, but that was about the worst of it. So nothing too egregious. Again, we're not looking to make anyone an example. It has to be something that we like. Holy shit. That's terrible. Uh, I will tell you about a tweet that I posted personally. Um, I was cruising around on ESPN plus. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty much worth it. If you know you have like the Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, it, it's a pretty good bundle. It's it's getting pricey, but but most things are. And on ESPN Plus today, Todd McShay updated his top thirty-two college football players for the upcoming draft. So I was like, oh, okay, let me uh, let me cruise through this because you know my Colts are sucking. If the draft were to happen tomorrow, the Colts would be getting like I believe it's the eighth overall pick. So they'd be right there in that Will Levis range. So I guess maybe not the worst thing to happen. Maybe it's just time to rip the Band-Aid off and go with a with a new QB. But anyway, I was looking at this and I noticed a lot of wide receivers. There's a guy out of TCU, a guy out of Tennessee. Uh, there's Kayshawn Butte out of LSU. There's uh, Addison out of USC. Uh, and I, I'm missing one, but there were, were five guys. And it got me, not five guys, burgers and fries, although that does sound delicious right now, is there's five guys. And, and it got me thinking, you know, over the last few years, you know, that's the reason why you draft Brees Hall 101 in 2022. You know that this will be probably what, I, I can think back to 2018 with that was the DJ Moore, uh, Calvin Ridley. I know Cortland Sutton went in the high second. I think that was the first year I really remember like six, eight wide receivers going in like the top 40 picks. And then it's been that way pretty much consistently over the last half decade. And, you know, I started looking at these five guys and I'm like, 
Okay, and then the only running back will not surprise anybody is B. John Robinson out of out of Texas. And it's like if you have the 101 next year to one QB league, it's not close. I don't care how good, what situation, what QB, nothing's going to change. Because inevitably, we talk ourselves in a dynasty circle every single year. And that's why I said that when you have the 101 this year, there's going to be five or six wide receivers in that 2024 draft class that are the reason. Those guys that aren't even eligible for your dynasty team yet, they're the reason why Bijan Robinson's the 101 in 2023 rookie drafts. Forget the fact that he's like a physical freak. Forget the fact that he's got all three down type skill set. Forget all that. You know that next year, if you have the opportunity to get the, just take the running back. Remember, always draft running back. You can trade for wide receiver. And elite, high-end, top-producing, excellent running backs are the currency. They're the commodity in a 1QB league. Now, in Superflex, you know, you're, you're putting a lot more emphasis on the quarterback position. So that makes guys like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, et cetera, that makes those guys much more of a commodity in, in that format. But in 1QB, which I know Superflex is game pop, popularity, but that's where we all came from. So so there's your good person, good tweets, because I like to think that I'm a good person, and I thought it was a good tweet. So when you have a chance to draft elite running backs, you don't look for a reason to take Drake London. You don't look for a reason to draft Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, or any of the other wide receivers. And this year, if you have the 101 in 2023 in a 1QB league, you're not looking for reasons to draft Kayshawn Boutte or Jordan Addison or any of these other wide receivers. I don't care where they go. I don't care if the Chiefs trade up to like the number five pick and draft Jordan Addison. I don't care. I'm not going to not take B. John Robinson, even if he gets drafted to the Carolina Panthers and he's on a team with Christian McCaffrey. I know that sounds weird to say. Just go with the running back. And 99 out of 100 times, it's going to serve you better than just about anything else. Now, are there busts? Sure there are. There's always going to be busts. Are there going to be misses? Sure there are. But you're always going to have more of an opportunity to get another wide receiver down the road. Even with your second round pick, if you have the 101, stands to reason you probably have the 201. And even in 1QB leagues, that's probably what you're going to be drafting this year at the 201 is a wide receiver. So get the running back. Always get the running back, especially when they're elite, super mega talented guys. And that's going to transition me into the body of the show. So what I did for this week's show, I will give you a couple of trade nuggets here or there, but I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the, the bigger news that I've taken from the first few weeks of the season. Uh, obviously, the biggest news as it relates to Dynasty, in my opinion, was Javante Williams of the Broncos blowing out an ACL and having other ligament damage to a couple other uh, ligaments in his knee. You know, this is the the J.K. Dobbins injury. I think you're looking at a full year plus. I think about the time that we're going to get Jamison Williams from the Detroit Lions, I think by the time we get him back, which will be about week seven, is about a year from the time we'll be getting back Mr. Javante Williams. Everybody heals differently. Uh, Nick Chubb had a very nasty knee injury as well. And here we are, I believe, in the fifth year, fourth year, fifth year, 
don't know. Now I've got myself confused. I, I know it's been multiple years in the NFL, by and large, for the most part, pretty much injury free. Uh, and I and, and I think you're just going to have to keep the, the the eye on Javante. But I think this is a buying window uh, in a pretty big uh, podcast host industry ish league that I'm in. I saw Javante Williams go for Ezekiel Elliott in two seconds. I thought that was a steal. I really did. Um, now, the person going to get Zeke was a contender. Uh, draft capital, not going to be a bad thing for that person. And giving up Javante was huge for the GM he got him from that's rebuilding. Uh, I think that you would be best served to use a tool like the DLF has a great tool called the Trade Finder where it'll go through and it'll search out trades being done. You know, you screenshot some of those. I think screenshots of trades from the DLF Trade Finder are a little bit less off-putting than calculator screenshots, although I do believe in calculators. Uh, We're a dynasty trade calculator shop here at the DWZ, but I think now's a good opportunity. Uh, I'm not selling. Um, unless someone wants to pay about 85% of freight. And I, I don't think you're going to get that, guys. I, I just don't. If someone wants to give me Jamison Williams and a first for Javante Williams, I'm all about that Williams action, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm here for it. But if not, uh, yeah, it sucks to lose him. But going out and making a, a short-sighted move in week four. Now, if this was week 14 – and week 15 and 16, you know, started your fantasy playoffs. That's a different conversation. But a lot of shit and a lot of injuries between now and your fantasy playoffs are going to happen. So I think I would have tried to have stemmed the tide with a little bit of extra depth on my bench. But I think Javante Williams is a buy. Um, I would not give a top six 2023 pick. If you're trending to miss the playoffs, what are you going to draft with the 106? Well, in, in a in a one QB, you're hoping that a running back falls there. More than likely, it'll be a wide receiver. Um, anything after the the 107, the 107 and beyond, uh, that means you're a contender, right? That means more than likely in a 12 GM league that you made the playoffs. So putting Javante Williams on a team that's going to make the playoffs this year should, and 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 again, this is all speculative based on how healthy he comes back but should add a nice piece to a contender that should be contending in 2023. So it stinks. Uh, Don't give Javante away um, because right now you don't have to do anything, gang. We're going into week five, and you may go a couple. Maybe you're three and one. Maybe you're four and oh. I mean, you listen to the Dynasty Warzone. You should be doing pretty well right now, right? So if you're okay, three and one, four and oh, even two and two, ride it out for a couple of weeks. You know, treat it like a buy. See see how your team looks. And if you're doing okay and, you know, maybe you had some depth on the back end of your bench, maybe you ride it out. If not, uh, I definitely don't recommend selling Javante right away. Uh, next guy I want to talk about is Mr. Miles Sanders. And this is just kind of one of those, uh, you know, grandstanding and, and hot dog hot dog moments that you'll hear me play on the on the soundboard every once in a while. I don't have I don't have it uh have it hooked up, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Gotta get in your grandstanding and your hot dogging, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's what I'm really doing with Miles Sanders right now is I'm looking to grandstand and hot dog a little bit. Uh, he was a guy that I recommended that you were picking up for a second. Uh, if you remember about a month ago, I had good friend of the show, Tyler Gunther of the Dynasty Happy Hour on, and I gave him my 20, 23 second for Miles Sanders in a league where I am currently 4-0 and the top point scorer. You know, uh, a, a little a little humble brag. I mean, while I'm on the soundboard. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. But it's nice to have Miles Sanders, a, l- a little bit of depth. Um, I just lost Corderell Patterson in that league, at least for three or four weeks. So it's good to have some depth with a, a Miles Sanders. Th- this is why, and this is going to transition me to uh, the next three or four guys I'm going to talk about in, in bargain players. Bargain players rule. If you want to win in Dynasty, the, the, the nuts and bolts of it, if you want to win in Dynasty, yeah, you got to have elite producers. There, there are three categories that, that I really put guys in. There are elite producers, and that's exactly what they are. They produce at an elite level. Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that are elite producers. Then you have the high upside guys, the, uh, the guy, the sizzle, the guys that are much more sizzle than steak. Guys like Rashad Bateman, guys like Traylon Burks. Um, Corey Davis was a guy like this a few years ago. Just a guy that that the college football fan, the Debbie players of the world, just absolutely could not get enough of. They, they love these guys. But I have always loved bargain players in Dynasty. If you'd went out in the offseason and you had given a second-round pick for Josh Jacobs, who, again, for the third year in a row, is on pace to be a top eight QB. I think he's been eight to ten the last two years. I mean, all the guy does is produce. He's one of the top five players at the running back position in terms of snaps played for his team. He's clearly being used as a bell cow. We're not seeing much of anybody else. I know I was a Zamir White guy. Um, Josh Jacobs plays about 14, 15 games a year. And he's a guy during rookie drafts you could have easily, easily gotten for a second-round rookie pick. Damian Harris, another guy. I know the rest of the dynasty and fantasy space want to try and shove Ramondre Stevenson up our ass. But last I checked, Damian Harris still out-snapping Ramondre Stevenson in total snaps played this year. And he's getting the touchdowns because that's the argument I heard for for the Ramondre Stevenson truthers. Well, Damian Harris is getting all the touchdowns. And this is a bad thing? What does that tell you? It tells me that when they're in the red zone and when they need to punch it in, Uncle Bill and Mac Jones, when he's not hurt, they want Damian Harris out there. That's what that tells me. And then, of course, the king of the bargain players, uh, James Robinson. Um, Had a bad week last week. He played in a rain storm in Philadelphia, if that opens up any any wiggle room for, for James Robinson, I'm absolutely absolutely telling you to go get him. Um, think about James Robinson and think about Travis Etienne. I really covered Travis Etienne on our patron podcast that I launched earlier today for the patrons over at patreon.com 
forward slash dynasty warzone. But think about George, think about James Robinson. I keep wanting to call him Jordan Robinson for some reason. But think about James Robinson. Here's a guy. I sound like Chris Collinsworth, right? Here's a guy, but but James Robinson is a guy that has now transcended leadership groups. He's transcended GMs, he's transcended head coaches, and he's just a guy that's good at football. I know he didn't go to Alabama. I know he wasn't a Debbie Darling. I know that there was a lot of concern around the Achilles, and all James Robinson does is ball. And he's outproduced many guys from his draft class. And Josh Jacobs, Damian Harrison, excuse me, Damian Harris, and James Robinson, they're just guys you could have gotten cheap. So I'm not telling you to go get these guys. That's not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation, and I'll tie it back to Miles Sanders, is bargain players rule in Dynasty Fantasy Football. You know what? Sometimes a guy like me, I'll take a swing and miss at a guy like Austin Hooper, you know, to the tune of a third in tight end premium leagues or maybe a fourth in non-tight end premium leagues. That's okay. I know the odds of hitting a, a successful player on that picker is already low. So I might as well take a swing on a guy that's got a proven track record with my third or fourth round pick. So the note to take away, the nugget to put in your phone is that in the offseason, I'm going to look at veteran guys attached to good offenses, and I'm going to say, hey, who can I get for a second? Who can I get for a third? Who is going to help give me insulation so that when DeAndre Swift goes down, I, I have a Damian Harris to plug in who's currently the RB18. I have a Josh Jacobs to plug in who's currently the RB8. I have a James Robinson to plug in who's currently the RB11. That's not where these guys were drafted, not in dynasty startups last year or in seasonal leagues this year. They're just boring, stable, bargain players that produce. And these are the guys, the bricks, the bricks of your dynasty roster and build, again, are those point producers at an elite level. But the mortar that, that holds those bricks together and allows your team to compete are these bargain guys, especially at the running back position. So not a lot you're going to be able to do now. No value in trying to go out and acquire the, I think, the RB4, Miles Sanders, or any of these other guys because they're playing well and the price will go up. The note is to go back in 2023 in February and start looking for next year's Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, and, and James Robinson. Uh, another guy I've taken some notes away from this first quarter of the century is Mr. Rashad Bateman. Uh, I know a, a Devi Darling. Uh, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to stack him and Traylon Burks together. Don't go chasing waterfalls, guys. Um, we all wanted Rashad Bateman to be good. Um, Jerry and I have been a very I don't want to say anti. We've been a very less than Rashad Bateman shop. And, and, and I know everybody wants Rashad Bateman, you know, Big Ten guy, huge Debbie guy, extremely popular Debbie guy. Same with Traylon Burks. But, you know, they, they've both had injury issues. Traylon Burks is going to miss some time with a toe. But even before that, neither one of these guys were doing a lot. Yeah, Rashad Bateman had two touchdowns. But, I mean, I think the most catches he had in one game was five. If I remember his game log correctly, it's five, three, two, and two. He just happens to have two touchdowns on the season. But here's the thing. He does lead the wide receivers on the Ravens in yardage, but he has less catches than Devin Duvernay. The difference is, is that Rashad Bateman has 11 catches 
on 22 targets, whereas Duvernay has 12 catches on 13 targets. So he's not even as efficient as Duvernay. Again, small sample through four games, and and he doesn't have as as you know as many uh, touchdowns. Duvernay has three to his two. So I was joking on Twitter today saying that Devin Duvernay is the wide receiver one on the Ravens. No, that's not true. We know the draft capital involved with Bateman. My point is, is the same reason I was worried about Bateman. It's a low-volume passing offense, and it funnels through Mark Andrews. And guys like Bateman, guys like Duvernay, um, sometimes it's it's other tight ends. It's just not a volume-based offense. And, and the same thing with Traylon Burks. Can these guys continue to get better? Yeah. But what are you chasing? Guys that really, when they give you their best season throughout their career, is probably going to be a wide receiver 13 through 24 season. Their best season's probably a wide receiver two season. Why? Because A, the team they're on, and B, the offense that team runs. Low volume running teams just don't have a lot of volume for wide receivers, especially in the case of Bateman where he's battling an Andrews. So um, people will continue to make excuses for these guys because they like them. They have a agenda. They want to protect the dynasty value of these guys, but don't be fooled. If you can get the first round pick you gave for these guys back for them, even if it's a late first and you just want to uh, do what I call the exchange, you know, if Rashad Bateman and Traylon Burks were a pair of sneakers and you bought those sneakers and you're like, you know what? These hurt my feet. These don't look as good in the house as they did in the store. And, you know, in this case, they don't look as good on your roster as they did during the draft. And you want to take them back and you can get a first for either one. Go ahead. Again, there's going to be five cracks at wide receiver with good draft capital in 2023. Uh, Kenny Pickett got named the starter. Here's your cell window. Uh, I don't blame all of the interceptions on him, um, but I, I do think that Kenny Pickett is extremely limited. Uh, as limited as Mitch Trubisky, I don't know, um, but he's limited. And he may have a game here or there, but there's a reason why they didn't start the season with this guy. And it took Mitch Trubisky absolutely flaming out to get him on the uh, on the, the the starters lineup, and I, I'm looking to get out. But a guy that I'm continuing to buy because there continues to be an air of doubt around my man, the MILF hunter, Mr. Zach Wilson. Uh, first game back, tough assignment on the road in Pittsburgh, and the guy puts up a QB 11 week. If you go back to week 13 last last year, and you go from because he was injured and he came back in week 13. So if you go weeks 13 through 18 last year, out of all the quarterbacks in, in the NFL in that six week time period, Mr. Zach Wilson was the QB 11. He comes back in his first game of the season, QB 11. So over his last seven starts, not that disingenuous stat where Rashad Penny has 100 plus rushing yards in six of his. No, because you're trying to dissuade or distract from the three games where he was less than. If you go over his last seven games, Zach Wilson, QB 11 in those seven games. And he's a guy that if I can move Kenny Pickett in a second for, I don't know you get that done, but I know there's a lot of Steelers fans out there. 
Um, a trade that I would love to make, absolutely love to make right now, would either be Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson for Zach Wilson and a first, and a 23 first. Because what that 23 first does is it allows you to, even if Zach Wilson flames out and doesn't hang on to that QB 11 point production, that first is going to give you a crack in a super flex, that is, in a uh, draft next year. You know, you're going to have Will Levis, you're going to have Stroud, you're going to have Bryce Young. Uh, There's the Richardson guy from Florida. I'm drawing a blank on the guy from Arkansas's name. There's buzz around the QB in Miami. You're probably going to be able to use that first or your first. So if you acquire a first and you have your own, you know, Russ and and Aaron Rodgers right now are kind of living on name reputation. So I'm a big Zach Wilson guy. I'm still buying. And uh, I, I love him in super flex as like a QB three with upside. Because if you have your established starter and maybe you have like a, you know, a Jared Goff who's killing it right now, Zach Wilson's a great target if you have Tom Brady. Um, just a guy that I'm definitely looking to acquire because Zach Wilson is getting support. Unlike his rookie classmate, Justin Fields, he's gotten the opposite of Fields. You know, he got offensive line help. He got more weapons. He got two tight ends. He got Garrett Wilson. He got Brees Hall. He already had Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. He, they brought back his boy Braxton Berrios. I mean, he's got all the things. So Zach Wilson is a guy that I absolutely want to get my hands on. I mean, look at the division he's in. He's in a division with the Bills. He's in a division with the Dolphins. Those are four games a year. You know he's going to have to score. Big, big Zach Wilson guy. Um, little note from Monday Night Football and for Allen Robinson and Tyler Higby, it's been the note of the first part of the season. Their situations aren't going to change a whole lot. Tyler Higby is going to continue to get targets, and Allen Robinson is dust. If you get any kind of a stretch, uh, you're looking to move Allen Robinson, but Tyler Higby right now, if you don't have Mark Andrews or Kelsey, is there anybody else right now? And I know it's I'm talking more seasonal than Dynasty, but is there any other tight end you'd rather have? I mean, Kittle's been, you know, a bit of a disappointment. He's missed time, and with Trent Williams out, he's going to have to stay in and block more than he traditionally does. And outside of Cooper Cup, is there anybody that Matthew Stafford is leaning on more than Higby? So don't feel like you have to move Higby. And if there's ever a good chance to move him because maybe you have Andrews or you have the, the kind of roster that would allow you to move him, or maybe you want to do the opposite and you want to move a Darren Waller or a Kittle because you have Higby and maybe you can move those guys on name value. Not a bad, uh, not a bad match uh, or trade to make. Um, George Kittle, I just, I just talked about him. Just, just tough it out uh, until Trent Williams comes back from the high ankle sprain. Uh, George Kittle will be blocking and supporting in the blocking game. I wouldn't even start him right now. Um, this is a good team with a good defense. They run the game. They're a low, a lower scoring team. Uh, I mean, they just played the Rams and the offense put up 16 points. That's a that's a tutty and a handful of field goals. The extra seven points came on a on a pick six. So this is a team that's going to get down in the mud. It's going to muck it up, keep things close, and unfortunately, you're just going to have to sit on George Kittle until uh, he's out there 
in 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 running routes. I don't I don't know a better way to put it. And then finally, the last guy I kind of saved the most uh, pain in the ass for last for everybody's Kyle Pitts. And this is just another reminder. We get these all the time in Dynasty. We get so sold on that so-and-so is foolproof. So-and-so is bulletproof. So-and-so is the the next big thing. He is Travis Kelsey. Gang, he's not. And here's the hard part, at least for the rest of 2022. As long as the Falcons continue to stay competitive and in games, Arthur Smith is going to have no inclination to change what's working. In theory, the Falcons should really... If they hadn't have blown the game against the Saints in week one, they should be three and one right now. And I know they lost Corderell Patterson, and I don't think that's going to stop this running train. I think you're going to continue to see the run. And go to player profiler and look at the number of routes Kyle Pitts is running versus the amount of snaps he's on the field versus the amount that he's blocking. It's not good. And we're a quarter way of the way through the season. So this is not meant to bash Kyle Pitts. That's not what I'm here to do. My goal is to help you and how this relates to your dynasty roster. Just remember, Kyle Pitts is the classic example of buying a player at the absolute apex of their value. I saw in some tight end premium leagues, he was going like 101 overall. How's that feel today? Again, it's, it's cool to have cool things, you know, um, you got you got an iPhone 12 and the iPhone 14 comes out and they just tell you you can't live without it. But you, you, my iPhone 12 is pretty good. It's fi- it's it's fine. It, it's uh, maybe I don't have the camera, but just don't always have to rush out and pay top dollar full freight apps because you're you're not getting that back for him right now. Whatever your acquisition cost was on Kyle Pitts prior to week one of this season, you're not getting back today. Again, I referenced the DLF Trade Finder. Go use it. Go check it out. And you're going to be a little disappointed in what you're seeing people are able to get for Kyle Pitts right now. So hang in there. It's only year two. Weather the storm on Kyle Pitts. But uh, that's kind of what I wanted to go through tonight as opposed to just necessarily doing trades. Um, I am, again, trying to get Dr. Kyle to jump on with me. If not, I'll give you guys 15 minutes um all of a podcast for dfs content i'll try to get that out on saturday i'll try to do a you know 10 to 15 minute of waiver wire want to keep the content rolling i mean i'm the the guy who who does all the uh, most of the uploads kyle from the smackdown big help but i do a majority of the of the things and i want to make sure that you guys have content um, i'm very proud of the work that tyler and lou do from a dfs perspective I'm very proud of the work that Kyle does with the SmackDown and Dallas does with the Rundown and Jesse, Mike, and Chad do with the War Games. And obviously, this is my baby along with Jerry. This is our baby, the DWZ. So we want to make sure we continue to flow the content out because we appreciate your support. And speaking of support, I'm going to get out of here asking you to do a couple of three things. You know, that's that's one of my other favorite drops as it relates to my soundboard. So. Let me tell you a couple of three things. Let me tell you a couple of three things. You can go to patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. And I was thinking about this. We don't tell you how to do things. We talk with you about what's the best way to do things. Um, A lot of what I do comes from conversation with the patrons, one-on-one phone calls, 
text messages, DMs, uh, start sits. I mean, it's literally a full gambit of services and help. And I don't do it to get rich. I've I've never tried to make this a second career. I'm, I'm merely trying to uh, not come out of pocket to enjoy to doing something that I enjoy doing uh, with helping people with Dynasty Fantasy Football. So head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. On top of all the help you get with your Dynasty and Redraft rosters, uh, there's a great group chat full of great ladies and gents, patron leagues, and uh, a great group chat. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Like and subscribe everywhere. Uh, Follow on all the socials, including YouTube. That's the big one. DWZ Football Network. Just search Dynasty Warzone, my smiling face, uh, with one of my many hats will pop up. And that's a great way to help the show. And then finally, if you're looking for some athletic apparel, you can head over to Hate Brand Goods. They are in the middle of launching their new fall essentials line. Uh, Matt has recently rebranded his podcast. Um, It's no longer Um So, which when it first came out was kind of funny because when you first start podcasting, you tend to hit a lot of ums and a lot of so's. So he just steered into it and called his pod Um So, but he since rebranded it Not Dead Yet. And it's full of uh, content from people that have overcome major setbacks in their life. And it's just an interesting show. So definitely check out the Not Dead Yet podcast and then make sure to check out the Fall Essentials, uh, the Not Dead Yet collection over at Hate Brand Goods. That's HVIII.com. Take a look around. You see anything you like, you use the promo code Memphis and that helps Matt and the gang over there and that helps us. Or you can search HVIII in the Google Play and App Store over at iTunes. And you can find their app. You can download that. And again, same same process. You pick anything up. You use the promo code Memphis at checkout. That saves you a couple of bucks. And it lets Matt know we sent you. And it helps the old podcast. So there you go. I'm trying to link up with Jerry. I'm coming to find out that the month of October is as tough as the month of May. And even into June with getting everybody's schedules aligned. But we'll keep putting out content. Even if it's a lot more Memphis, uh, we'll be out here helping you out. Uh, Make sure to hit me up on Twitter if I can help you out with a start-sit question. Or if you're not on Twitter, don't be afraid to send us an email, dynastywarzone at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Be on the lookout for more shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And enjoy your week five. We'll be back here next week with more Dynasty content. Uh, Good luck in week six. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. 
they're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak